You alright? How's it going? So the wind's picking up here in Salford, fun fun. And I wanted to finally contribute something to Pride Month, towards the end of Pride Month, because I think we can all agree there's been a lot going on that has kind of taken priority for good reason. So, time has come for you to lip sync for your <laughs> No, I'm joking. Let's get started talking about Pride. So, I would like to preface this by saying that I identify as bisexual and it comes with its own kind of connotations but I would like to begin by saying that there is a lot in the media and just within general discourse that would paint bisexuality as exclusionary in terms of gender attraction and to those people I would say the bisexual flag has blue in it for different sex and gender attraction and purple to represent attraction across the gender spectrum so it does technically include those who would identify as non-binary and similar labels and that's something I want to get off my chest because you know label preference is a big thing in the LGBTQ plus community you know for good reason people want to accurately describe themselves but with that comes a lot of odd stigma and connotations with the label in which you choose so that's just something that I wanted to preface this by saying. Pride month itself this year has been a little different than any other years not just because we're in a pandemic but also because the Black Lives Matter movement across the world has taken priority for good reason and I think that it has been great to see all of the people pushing for black queer lives matter again label choice is down to the discretion of the individual so if you find the word queer offensive you know I kind of find it hard to say I'd apologize because if that's the label that someone chooses then that is the label that they choose and it's certainly been an educational time for a lot of people and depending on which city you're in um, different cities have different traditions and events surrounding pride and I think that a lot of it can become lost in translation now I live in Salford or Greater Manchester and I've never attended a pride event now this isn't because I don't want to commemorate pride it's because of the Pride event itself. Flashback to 10 years ago, and Pride events in Manchester were relatively low-key. It was not a whole weekend plus two days event, and it wasn't wristbanded for the entire process. And something that I always consider important is stressing that there is absolutely nothing wrong with going out with a gay flag painted on your face. <laughs> and getting drunk 
but what I will say is that Pride is meant to be, in essence, a commemorative event. It is meant to honour those who marched when it put their lives at risk, and those who have known nothing but stigma their entire life. Pride is commemorative and celebratory in a lot of ways, but a lot of it does become lost in translation when it's commercialised and a four-day wristband event with some no-name headliner while the gay village, which I still find it funny that it's called the gay village in Manchester because there's more straight people there than gay people and the bouncers think it's acceptable to ask you to kiss to prove your sexuality. But point being, the gay village being closed off for wristband holders only and half of town being shut down. It, I think it loses the meaning for a lot of people outside of the community as well because a lot of people within the community know what they're going out and marching for and they will take part in the parades and then celebrate etc and that's great and I'm not here to tell you don't celebrate, don't have fun but I am here to say that a lot of people don't consider Pride a valid event which is ridiculous and they lack the capacity to see it as commemorative because they can't look beyond the superficial which is the celebratory side of the event and Pride means something different to everyone and I think that a lot of bigots kind of get it in the head that Pride means walking around going I'm gay, I'm gay, god life is so great being gay I have Diana Ross on every playlist that I listen to and whenever I walk in a room I'm coming out plays on loudspeaker and I have glitter in my pockets. No. First of all, Dave, pride is being proud and being proud doesn't mean being loud and for a lot of people pride is just being able to acknowledge within themselves that they are who they are. And for other people, pride is being able to speak about that openly to others in order to better help them acknowledge their own feelings and that is great and blessed. And I think that a lot of people need that gentle push when they hear someone speak about their own experiences to acknowledge it within themselves. Everyone's experience with their sexuality is just so markedly different. I never even really came out to my parents. It was just kind of a given. I'd speak quite a lot when I was younger about my attraction to women as well as men and my first partner was a female and there wasn't really any discussion to be had about it and it's sad that that is obviously considered to be very lucky rather than the norm but this is what I mean is the way I express pride will be drastically different to somebody who has not even been able to come out and face reprisal for doing so. The, the great thing about pride is community and solidarity. It's not just about those within the community but those who show support for it. And there are a lot of people out there who ask why do we need pride? So I'd like to kind of go over a few things that I think are essential to know before you start questioning pride. So the people most likely to identify as LGB in the UK are between 16 years old and 24. 
and the population identifying as lesbian, gay or bisexual has increased from 1.5% in 2012 to 2% in 2017. And I think it's important to note that it's so common in ages 16 to 24 because so much is changing in your life in that age. And it's also important to note because of the following. Between 2018 and 2019, 14,491 crimes were committed against people because of their sexual orientation. So when you consider that a huge percentage of those identifying as LGB and other, and I don't mean to otherize, it's just that there are a lot of labels that people have a preference for and it would be impossible to note them all in the podcast so I do apologise but including other labels and yet 14,491 crimes are committed against people for the sexuality and that's not including the 2,333 crimes against transgender people due to their gender identity. Now the issue here is that the reports from the Home Office claims numbers are up across the board because there's more people reporting them. Yeah, Stonewall UK has also reported that only one in five of LGBTQ plus crimes are reported to police. So there's even a disparity between exactly how much crime is being committed even within those numbers. And that is a concern because people are convinced that all of a sudden people have the rights as gay people or as lesbian people, or as transgender people. And yet, when you look at statistics like this, it tells you that change is still happening and still needs to happen. And it's just quite ridiculous to me because when you look at the history, I don't understand how anyone could dispute that more needs to be done and why pride is just so essential for people. Section 28, which for those who don't know, was an act um, prohibiting the promotion of homosexual relationships in schools or the acceptability of homosexuality as a pretended family relationship. So what they mean by that is any teacher materials or books that portray non-straight relationships were banned, the reasoning for which was that the House of Lords wanted to reject the proposal to equalise the age of consent because they claimed that they were doing so for the safety of children, which is just a stereotype that has plagued the gay community for decades, is this concept that non-straight people are predators. And the leader for the proposal and one of the main advocates for Section 28 was Baroness Young, actually stated that homosexual practices carry great health risks to young people and up until she died in 2002, actively campaigned against Section 28 being repealed and there are still MPs who want to enact Section 28 again. Now, if that isn't an issue to you, I would be concerned because how is it considered to be promoting homosexuality simply to have a gay couple in a book? when all gay people have growing up and all lesbian and bisexual people 
and the transgender community have growing up is heteronormative cisgender advertisements, media, everything, everywhere you look, perfume adverts, films, TV, books, and yet just putting a picture of a family with two fathers instead of a father and a mother is considered a risky thing to do. And when we consider that the marriage, the same-sex couples act, came into force only in 2014, I just can't fathom people trying to say that we don't have an issue with anti-LGBTQ plus legislation and attitudes in the UK. The politics around transgender rights barely scratch the surface. It's bad enough that the Same-Sex Couples Act only came around in 2014, but the Gender Recognition Act of 2004 still included the need for transgender individuals to provide evidence for a gender recognition certificate for which there's multiple issues around divorce, annulments for married transgender individuals, or to be in a civil partnership or married. The the thing that makes me laugh is when people refer to it as the gay agenda, I have to ask which agenda is that? Wanting to live, you know, minding my own business? Wanting to live unbothered? It is not your right to tell people how to live whether you agree with my existence or not, I still exist. You don't have to agree with it, but you also don't have to give me your opinion on it. And I would like to add that it is no longer just an opinion when you have an intent to cause harm, which is something people seem to forget. don't have the right to tell anyone that their existence is compromised based on your religious beliefs. And it's the reason why pride is important is because a lot of people, they have no idea that the same-sex marriage act only happened in 2014. They have no idea of the colossal uphill struggle that transgender individuals have to go through just to be recognised as who they are. And the vitriolic debate around LGBTQ plus rights is absolutely farcical. If people want to for one day feel like they're surrounded by people that make them feel safe and make them feel accepted and make them feel less alone, then let them. Whether that's commemorative or celebratory or quiet as fuck, right? A lot of straight people don't know the feeling of wiping off a rainbow flag from your cheek because you think that if you get on the bus home with it on, there's a chance that you might not make it home. And a lot of people don't consider the fact that if a transgender individual decides to tell their family about their true gender identity, they could be put out on the street that same day. The mental health complications and conditions that come along with accepting your identity as an LGBTQ plus person are immense and nobody wants to do it alone and that's why pride matters is that I should get the same reaction when I say 
hi I'm Grace, I'm 21. When I say hi I'm Grace and I'm bisexual. Of the list of things we are often sexuality and gender identity and the sole point of our existence. We are so many other things in life and yet for some reason people just cannot accept that existence. And the fact that people protest pride events is bizarre to me, insane straight pride. (sighs) You can have a straight pride when your entire existence is put at risk just for openly acknowledging who you know yourself to be. When straight people start getting murdered for being straight, and when legislation starts punishing straight people for being straight, then we can talk about straight pride. But until then, you can take your khaki-coloured fucking cargo pants, your questionable hat, and your fucking polo shirt and shove it up your asshole, and don't fucking bother coming back. So for everybody celebrating pride this year, Whether it's over a lovely cocktail, a Zoom call, or a quiet reading night, or moment of contemplation, I want you to know that I'm here with you to celebrate Pride. You have every reason in the world to celebrate Pride. You're not alone, and even if you feel like the world doesn't love you for who you are and who you know yourself to be, I do, and other people do as well. And also, if the majority of Tories are against it, then what you're doing is probably right, so keep that in mind. (laughs) Happy Pride. I hope that you're doing well. And if you ever need any support, love and gay affection, my DMs are always open at just don't get me started on Instagram. And I hope that you might be feeling a little less burdened than you were before. I know this is a bit different than most of the other podcast episodes in tone, but it's completely essential and if you listened all this way and then decided you didn't like it, I applaud your commitment. And if you can hear anything in the background, that is my neighbour's hot tub, so at least you'll know you're in a better mood than I am. (laughs) Enjoy Pride and have a good one.